Hello, I'm Big Jeremy Eden. Nice to see you. I'm Big Dan Eden. Nice to see you. And I'm Big Pat Lewandowski. Nice to see you. (laughs) (laughs) And this is 90 Under 90. 90 movies. Under 90 minutes. Chill. <laughs> Under 90. You minutes. would think that this is smooth jazz. Yes. We're talking about. Okay, today on our show, clocking in at 86 minutes, we're talking about 1977's Pumping Iron, directed by George Butler and Robert Fior, or possibly Fiori. Not sure of the pronunciation of that. Mm. Um, hey guys, did you know that this was based on a fucking book? Nope. Oh no. Ain't that no crazy? Idea. That is actually. Based you... on a book by George Butler. So this guy is all up in this movie and this is this is his subject. He, did you guys uh, read the book as research for this episode? <laughs> that would, I sure hope you did. That no. That would be false. All right. <laughs> I, I did not do that. Well, let's at least <laughs> listen to the title track here real quick. We're going to... <laughs> Every man wants Every to be man bigger than dad. Wants to be bigger than dad. It's I didn't really want to be bigger than my dad. I always just kind of wondered when am I going to be as big as my dad? But yeah. then our mom is like was literally like half the size of dad, so yeah. like it kind of balanced us out so we're like right between in the middle. Those two. Yeah. And but, we uh, are. We're pumping iron today. And Pat, you're the perfect guest for this. Oh, uh, thank you. Why? <laughs> I don't you know, you're a you're a tall, statuesque man. We used to be workout buddies. We there did. we go. I'm threading it together. <laughs> there it is. And uh, I never worked out, so uh, <laughs> I, I heard about it, though, and I heard about you guys doing I heard the, about this workout the, thing the that P90X people are talking about. That, uh, oh, yeah, that, too. I was talking about when we uh, went to the gym at the racquetball club. We did that for a little bit. As that was fun, yeah. Some people do that in, in spells like I do. Like, the new year rolls around, and they go, I want to lose a little weight, and then they do it for, like, a month or two, and, and that's like, me. Fuck that's this. fucking I'm me. I'm done with this but shit. Pat was nice enough to show me the ropes uh, at the gym and form and, and what machines to use on certain days, just how to structure things better. Oh, yeah. It was Do you still keep up with that? Almost definitely. Um, yeah. We're actually training to do the Spartan race coming up really? in, uh, in June. Wow. Over here in uh, Illinois. But, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's pretty cool. Uh, when we did it, you know, P90X was an amazing freaking program. Mm-hmm. But uh, that kind of like really brought together just kind of my, I don't know, looking at bodybuilding and it's just ultimate form like it's really cool really impressive how people just do that to them, their bodies you yeah. know and arnold explains that in yeah this movie. It's, 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 it's like nuts. driving a car in a quarter mile in five seconds what we do you know, yes, you know. it's no different yeah. uh there's gonna be a lot of arnold impressions in this yeah uh, we're gonna absolutely. be loaded but here's possibly some lou ferrigno which i hopefully <laughs> won't be as offensive it as we in- we don't intend for it's it to borderline be offensive. offensive just to do a loop for it. Yeah, you know, I'm finding out. Yeah, but, but uh, it's going to happen when we get to it. But here's there's the some th- other characters in this movie, too. Here's the thing about Arnold, though. Yeah, there's the there's the get to the chapel. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then there's young Arnold who is like Big Mike. Nice to see you. How you doing? Yeah. You know, no, honestly, like it's different. It's not. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, like the closest that I ever heard in any movie to that 
I felt was like Jamie, like you <laughs> know, go all the way. <laughs> yeah, you know, get to like, the terrible man. Okay, like that's that's kind of borderline. But for the most part, anytime I saw him here, I was like, he sounds normal. Why? Do, I I never understood where that impression came from. It's like impression of an impression of Schwarzenegger. Yeah, is what they do. Yeah, you get this. Yeah, like this third generation impression, and it's they're never any good. It's like it's Robin Williams. Oh, oh yes, her, 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 just yes. gonna do like this. Oh, oh. yes, her, her. Robin Williams. Yeah, that's Robin Williams. <laughs> and yeah. I'm a, a Christopher Walken. Uh, third generation Christopher Walken. Ow! <laughs> All God, right. pause. Like that's a, the worst Christopher Walken impression that you still kind of hear. So we open. It's like a cold opening. Should we get into it, or is there any more preamble we should talk about? Pat, you're still you're still pumping iron. Big no, it's we're nice no, to see you. Yeah, j- jumping right in. I mean, uh, I, first off, I love the intro just because it's it's really cool to see all the guys. Um, like older film clips of the people working, like you know, just yeah, like in the credits. This yeah. is an age-old art. Before the, if you will, before yeah. the uh, old vintage footage of bodybuilders, we were treated to a cold opening with uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger and uh, Marco, uh, the other little Arnold, uh, uh, <laughs> the oh. it's a little Italian Arnold. Yeah, uh, I, I wrote his name down. Marco's last name. We'll get to it. Whatever. I definitely the Italian. Yeah, basically. the he, little uh, little Arnold. And um, they're they're in a ballet studio and they're learning uh, the posing form from a ballerina. You know, they're against yeah. the mirror. They got the bar, and he's she's showing them how to turn the body while keeping her head at a certain angle. Yeah, she's like the ballet. It's of the it. fluidity of the mo- of the movement, and immediately this movie feels like a parody. <laughs> like, <laughs> That's the thing when it we watch quality when we watch the King of Kong. A Fistful of Quarters. Have you seen that one, Pat? I have not. With Billy Mitchell, the video game, the Donkey Kong one with the arcade cabinets. I feel like no. you might have seen that. Yeah, but point being, like, w- when you watch the movie, it's it feels like a, a mockumentary almost. Sure. Like, Because you're like, how can people actually be like this? But there's something about this The scene, things they say and the situations. There's something about this where he's just like... Like the way that he's paying attention to the ballet instructor, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, he's just so like, like yeah. focused on what she's saying that I'm just like, this feels like a parody. Oh yeah, like a Christopher Guest if he were to do a bodybuilding movie or yeah, something like that. Absolutely, and there and that's not the only time in this movie where it feels like it. There's a lot of like characters I feel in this movie, and we're about to meet him. Yeah. Lo- it's really good too. The Arnold's like really into himself in that whole scene. Like he's just like. He's like smiling, he's he's like, like this. Yeah. He's like like this. Yeah. I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah, what I learned is after the fact, after watching this, is that they played up his ego, the producers of this movie, for dramatic purposes. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. my goodness. Some he's of the actually a really are, nice dude. Are, are kind of bullshit, and yeah, but he definitely is the villain almost of this. And what's funny is they wanted to posit Ferrigno as the villain, and then they realized that he was just too sympathetic of a person, and it was is looking like he was not going to spoilers win. Uh, Mr. Olympia in this right. movie, so they posit him as a an underdog, a hero, which I like much better in this movie. I think it works better. Yeah, so like Arnold is like this egotistical champion who's like seven years unbeaten in like every title, like you know, the last five years, four titles of Mr. Universe he's won, and right. now but they then even like parlay the, it into Mr. Olympia. Yeah, and then but it, he's on this ho- this super hot streak. Mm-hmm. Um, he's on fire. Yeah, yeah, and he's unstoppable. He's becoming a celebrity solely for being a bodybuilder, mm-hmm. and and yeah, it's getting to his head. At least that's the way they want it to seem. Over the credits, we like Pat was saying, we are treated to vintage footage of um, of old bodybuilders. We get a little bit of this <laughs> this nice like seventies soft rock, and the music's by Michael Small. The title track here, uh, just a little bit of that. 
And this, is <laughs> about, <laughs> this is about as, as pleasant as the music gets because for the most part, the mu- music in this movie is super porny. Yes. This is oh, like yeah, you're right. the very fucky soundtrack. And it's like there's certain points in this movie where it definitely feels like they're making like a porno for like women or like what they assume would be porn for women. <laughs> That's true. All right. <laughs> yeah, all right, all right. <laughs> to the dad. Oh, jeez. But to everybody will constantly be watching you and stuff yeah. like that. And uh, that's all playing, and we're pumping up. We're pumping iron. Yes, yes. Uh, and then we open with a shot of a crowd, and we meet. Uh, we just see various shots of bodybuilders posing. Mm-hmm. All uh, the people that we're going to be seeing in the movie. Yes. Lord Lou Ferrigno, a guy named uh, Waller, who's kind of posited also as a villain. Oh, he's yeah. total looks like He's the worst, Looks man. like Bobby Flay if he got really <laughs> jacked. <laughs> oh, yeah, Ken Waller. Uh yeah, Mike Katz is the other one. Yeah, Katz. Katz um, is yeah. Katz is like the a other little mini story in this movie. Uh-huh. Yeah. They got they all got weird seventies haircuts, especially Katz. There's, they got one of the guys has a porno mustache. Oh to God, really? Yeah, that, that old guy goes for days. And they're at and like we get uh, we're treated to voiceover narration a little bit throughout the movie. Mm-hmm. One guy's like, "This is Gold's Gym." And then uh, Gold's Gym, Venice, California, where some of the best bodies come to train. It's almost <laughs> as if this was a, in a time, this was edited in a time before they had subtitles. Like, because, like, <laughs> all of this information could easily be conveyed in just simple subtitles at the bottom of the screen. But you get some narrator it's who, almost only, like a, who only gives mm-hmm. you this base factual information. There's no point of view or anything. It's like a news report opening, like, of a that's package. Right. Yeah. We're that's here at Gold's <laughs> Gym, where some of the best bodies come to train. Yeah. And then we are treated to young. Arnold strutting around the gym kind of the big this is the big Mike how you doing this is yeah it's it's comical immediately because he he, like everyone he sees is like big Mike nice to see when I describe this movie to people who haven't seen I say this movie's great because it it feels like satire but it's not right but also I I like to talk about this scene and like the coming part big John nice to see you but yeah basically Arnold's touring the the facilities and he's greeted by all the bodybuilders and he's calling everybody big (laughs) big Mike big Tony how you doing big Big Carol nice to see you. How are you? Big Samantha, nice to see you. Big Pat, thank you for joining <laughs> us. Big Fluffy, nice to see you, dog. Little Big Mike, Big Michael, how are you? Little Big Michael, Crazy <laughs> Mike, Crazy Big Michael. There's so many Mikes. I know a lot of Mikes. Uh, on the marquee, it says um, Mr. Universe, November 7th, Mr. Olympia, November 8th. Mr. Olympia is the big one, like I said. Yeah. The, what the, the bodybuilder gods have determined is that Mr. Universe is a precursor to the ultimate title? Yeah, this of is this is the ulti- This is the ultimate champions of champions tournament, mm-hmm. the Mr. Olympia tournament. And Arnold is clearly the best. He's won Mr. Olympia for the last five years. Yeah, he's been he's defending the title apparently for the last time this year mm-hmm. when this documentary right. takes place. He's clearly the best. Now I'm wondering because Chris Pratt. Is uh, with his daughter. Mm-hmm. Do you think he watches Pumping Iron and is just like, man, that's gonna be my stepdad someday? <laughs> just can't wait. Absolutely, so much does. cooler than my real dad. I don't know because I try not to think too much about what Chris Pratt is actually like. 
in reality because I have a feeling he'd be the type of person that I not do the not kind of guy you would gel with. No, he seems like a Jesusy kind of right wing guy, which is fine. But which is fine you know. if that's if that's who you are. But it's not. I'm not. I couldn't have a conversation with him. I'd rather just watch him and be entertained by the characters that he plays. Where do you think you're gonna go when you die, Jeremy? <laughs> oh, jeez, Chris. <laughs> Let's not get into this. Jesus Christ. Oh, anyway, my stepdad's Arnold. Yeah, great, How great. Cool I don't that? care. Call me Star Lord. No, I'm not gonna do that. Uh, so Arnold, oh, you Andy, he talks about he's flexing. Yeah, look at that flex. And he's in the mirror. And he goes, "I'm pumped up," you know. And uh, he's 28 years old in this. Yeah. He's six foot two. Yeah. He's 240 pounds. Yeah. <laughs> Which is uh, pretty small compared to today's Sanders. About is the, it? Oh yeah, Ronnie Coleman, who was like the eight-time Mr. Mm-hmm. Olympian, he was a uh, damn near 300 pounds. Wow. Mm-hmm. Well, Lou Ferrigno uh, is like. In like he's, 270 or something like he's, that, he's and he's huge, only like a couple inches bigger. taller. So it's like, yeah, it's he, it's weird how and his dad, aka Robert De Niro, in this movie, a cross between <laughs> Robert De Niro and Al Pacino together. Oh, like if you sure. merge the two young of them, De Niro, yeah. And you know, we, we're talking about young Arnold, like versus yeah, Arnold. Yeah, there's like young, there's young Nicholson, and then there's old, then there's old Nicholson. I always also, prefer the old Nicholson. We got now. young De Niro as the dad, who's like more meek. He's like, look at you, you're an Adonis. You just, you got a statue of body. It's just look great. at you, Louis. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he's like, look at you, He's Louis. another one. He's one who definitely feels like a character where it's just like the way that he is mentally pumping up his son. I can't tell if this is a good dad or a horrible dad. Oh, for sure. I think yeah. but it's totally like kind of like a Rocky scenario. He's just so pumping He thinks he's Mickey, mm-hmm. yeah, oh, yeah, like throughout this whole fucking movie. Well, you know, when you put it, when you think about it, at least the movie puts it in our mind. I think this is what was going on in reality is that you're, this is Davy versus Goliath here. Even though Ferrigno was on the map, yeah, it, it seemed like nothing, nobody could beat Schwarzenegger at this time. Yeah. I think the dad had to, do everything really he could to build them yeah. up. There's to a, take lot of, a lot of mental Just look at those <laughs> <laughs> So he's, yeah, he might as well be like Burgess <laughs> Meredith. I'm going to ask you guys an honest question because Arnold is trying to explain the process to one guy in this next scene. He says, basically talks about how an artist can just put more clay on their sculpture. And yeah. That's it. What we do is much harder. We have to uh, work out the whole body, yeah. a human body. Yeah, and what we do is uh, no stranger than driving a car a quarter mile in five seconds. Yeah, like does any of that resonate with you? What he's, he's saying? Here's what it, he's implying that it's more difficult to be a bodybuilder than a sculptor, and I'm just like, like <laughs> apples, apples and, and fucking candy bars, man. <laughs> like these are two completely not different candy. We don't eat candy. We <laughs> no, are bodybuilders. I don't, I don't drink milk either. Milk is for babies. Milk is. He says that later. Though. Yeah. No, but no, he's a, like. And that's where it's like the ego comes into it where it's like, I don't know, man, like I, I kind of think that sculpting is probably a little bit harder than lifting weights. Like, mm-hmm. you know, Do you, you have you have a hurdle to get over. But once you get over that hurdle and bodybuilding, it's like it's time. I don't to, know. Time I'd like to, to see Arnold try to build a sculpture. That's all I'm saying. I think at this time it's time to drop the bomb. And I think you could speculate. Did you guys at one time or another during this movie think are they on steroids? I don't. I mean knowing what we know now i'm like well yeah but like in the movie like it doesn't present anything that would make you think otherwise that that it is just bodybuilding but i'm gonna read this fact to pat when, when <laughs> i didn't until i heard Louv talk yeah and i was like all right 
there's got to be something. And he's a big dude. Well, so he's like, also uh, partially deaf. He is. And then and then when they said it, I was like, well, I don't feel like an asshole. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I did too. <laughs> like, why? I'm Wolf Rigla. Oh, shit. <laughs> God damn it. But um, yes, he was on steroids. And apparently right. at the time, it, was ex- it wasn't illegal. They talked about it openly. But there's... Clearly, no use of it in the documentary. They're not using it in the documentary, but they were using it. Yeah, that's right. During the documentary shooting, so yeah, he said flat out. Arnold says the answer is yes. It was just the beginning stage. Bodybuilders in those days just experimented with it, but it wasn't illegal. We talked about it openly. I just wanted to get that out there because I watched the movie last night and I didn't ever cross my mind that maybe he was doing that until Katie asked, and I was like, I gotta look this up, and then I, I found all these facts well, here on the movie. The other thing is, like, at what point in his career did he start using it? Because, like, was he using it right there in year one? Don't, yeah, you good know? question. Like, and, like, it, did, or did he have, like, three or four years? Did it lay a base, his foundation, and then did he build upon that mm-hmm. for every subsequent year and competition? There's also, the consempt- uh, there's also the talk about, basically, steroids is once you take it you're just instantly massive and it's a huge and long process to like just building muscle steroids are really just kind of like a helping additive to stacking muscle yeah you see i got that broad view of it yeah and and that's the thing like you still have to work very hard Mm -hmm. You, you still have to just abuse your body and steroids really do help just bring out more muscle keep help help with your your conditioning which is why they were probably experimenting it then because they wanted the best. Or yeah. They want to try to make their bodies the best. So it kind of helps them get over a hurdle, but there's still a certain degree of work that goes into oh, what yeah. they yeah. do. Uh, he's t- this is the the other part that I like to talk about oh, with yeah. people. He's this like is, this is the like, palm. This is this is definitely like the highlights. Yeah. Oh, easily. <laughs> Interview with Arnold. He's talking about how when you you're working out, blood is rushing through your muscles. It's called the pump. The and pump. It's as satisfying as coming. I get the feeling that I am coming all the time at the gym. I am at so home. So you imagine, you imagine how I am feeling. You know, <laughs> at the gym, I am coming. I Picture am me coming at <laughs> home <laughs> all coming, the time. All the time, I'm coming, coming, coming. Coming at home, coming at the gym, coming you on a train, coming with a fox. Coming you look at me box. later. I have absolutely no testicles down there, but somehow I am coming all the time. <laughs> Everybody by the end, there's something about Mary. They all have hair up in the air because I'm coming all over. <laughs> um, and he says, uh, "I am in heaven." He says, uh, I think he says it's better than getting off with a with a some like a partner romantically. He's really he, into bodybuilding. He, he says it's just as good as having sex with a woman. Mm-hmm. But then later on in the movie, like we're jumping ahead a little. He talks about like how he can't let distractions get in his way. And he mentions That's something like, I want to talk about relationships in that. So it's just yeah. like, like, yeah. yeah, you're clearly one track focused. Here. We're definitely going to talk about that part. Uh, cut to Arnold flexing. He's given a woman a kiss outside a federal penitentiary. Do you remember so, this that's scene? A, that's so good. Yeah. A, a female prisoner. And the voiceover says this He's is being a fucking ham for these fucking prisoners. federal penitentiary. And the dynamic is so interesting because he's so huge. Like, if it was just a regular dude at that prison and someone said, give me a kiss, you'd be like, I want to go home. But Arnold's so fucking confident and huge. He yeah. knows he could take all those people there. He goes, why don't you come here and give me a kiss? <laughs> I heard about you guys here at this prison and what you do. Yeah, because there's like, a, yeah, one and of the guys in the crowd is like, yeah, wants a kiss too. At any other, like, if it was just Joe Schmo, it'd be a whole other tone. It yeah. wouldn't be lighthearted, like, laughing. It'd be like, but no, get me the fuck out of here. He's loving it. They're loving him. <laughs> it's a great time visiting this prison. And that's like... <laughs> To be cynical for just for a brief moment, that's kind of America. We put up these like the rock. We put up these huge gods and we call them gods. And it's a lot of us do with their figures. 
and we we really like big muscly people in america i found yeah. power and size equals uh, the same thing in many ways but I don't want to. I'm gonna shut the fuck up. I thought it was just really weird. They're out of prison to begin with. I was like, <laughs> what? It's a, it's a really strange place. And that's another thing where I'm just like, this feels like a, a parody moment. Like, why would they be visiting this prison for no reason? There's contextually no, no reason right. for them to be at <laughs> they this. Didn't, they didn't talk about it. They just like threw it at us. It's like, just Arnold being a ham for a group of people who happen to be prisoners in I this love, case. I love when there's no warning and they just throw us into shit like that. Yeah. Um, but then we cut and like we see that he's on magazine covers. We really get the impact of, of the f- how socially in the media he's making a difference, Arnold. Mm. As a matter of fact, we meet this one, I didn't get his name, but he's a southern guy and he says he wanted to be just like Arnold when he grew up. Yeah. He saw him in the magazines and everything. Mm-hmm. And he actually gets to meet him and he's training the dude in the with the poses. Yeah. yeah. He ends up teaching it looks like he's teaching the southerner how to hile <laughs> in that one scene. <laughs> oh, it's like real. you got to raise your arm up like this like straight up. Sort of. And later on you hear about him pranking people with like and possibly giving bad advice so you're almost like maybe he is in Yeah, this I want to talk about that too. Like but the it also, extent of Arnold's like pranks. It does come off like you know, like he is, like he, like he knows Sincere. a thing or two. Yeah, and he's trying to pass on some knowledge. But to maybe that's just how he became such a great actor. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just fucking around with everybody all the time. Yeah, I'm coming on their pillows. Yeah. The uh, the funny thing, well, not really funny, but like kind of an interesting thing. Um, the just so you know, the purse that people win for the Olympia is not a lot. How much? Like with that, the most he won, but like the last year he won twenty five grand. That's it. So yeah. all, something. all yeah. the stuff, and it started at one. It started basically a thousand bucks, like back in the seventies, I believe, uh-huh. maybe earlier than that. Well, the, this is nineteen seventy-five. Is the, the so it's the competition that they're featuring? It's really low, so they must be getting a lot of endorsements. That's why, like, seeing all these magazines is probably very important. Just so you know, like, they're Absolutely. making side money for all this. You, and you see him in a couple of photo shoots with this. Uh, yeah, he's slinging some products. Definitely, that's that's the bread and butter. It's not these competitions. I just didn't realize how low it was yeah jesus um he's backstage at a competition and uh there's on stage we we see this very supportive uh wife of one of the uh bodybuilders that is perhaps the biggest like sub christopher guestian that is straight out of a christopher guest movie she's a real woman this like lady who's like just absolutely loves her husband and he's got and her husband he's flexing he does like a rhythmic kind of move with oh, yeah. his bobbing yeah. his neck a little bit and then they, like they it. pan back to her and she's like talking to the person next to her yeah that's my <laughs> husband <laughs> yeah she like stands up so, <laughs> somebody's getting laid tonight uh then the narrator now we introduce because this is kind of how the movie structure the doc we meet individual bodybuilders and then we get to see how they place in the competition yeah and we, now we do a profile on mike Katz. cats uh with the weird kind of weird hair god yeah 31 year old this yep. is like of all the people in this movie like when you look back at their looks in the night and like that's like that that I 1970s know. look is one of the most embarrassing they love the hair <laughs> that fucking <laughs> that weird shaggy hair. do he, and he's that guy's holding on to the last I bit know. of it too yeah anybody's a top amateur bodybuilder in the world and he's also a junior high teacher from connecticut yeah and we meet his uh, little topless daughter and his son in his yard yeah <laughs> uh, it's sweet it's cute 
he shows they're like you know hanging on his muscles. Yeah, and he gives a story about being picked on before sports. It's you know. So he yeah you immediately he's a sympathetic guy. He immediately posits himself as a sympathetic character. Yeah, mm-hmm. he he got picked on for for being uh you know having gl- glasses or or being Jewish. You know, like there's there's you know they picked on him for a variety of reasons. And it's funny how he unloads those insults. Like he's like they used to say, "Hey, four eyes. Hey, you can't see. Hey, Jew boy. <laughs> like, yeah. Whoa." <laughs> It gets more intense. Um, hey, you little cunts! Yeah, hey. <laughs> Jesus. Um, and so it's like they. Um, what was I going to say? Sorry. No, that's okay. I don't. It, he became know. a beast after uh, he realized he was being picked on as a kid. He joined football. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I was going to say whereas many people would go into like comedy, mm-hmm. this man decides I'm yeah. going to get as big as I possibly can and scare the living shit out of all of you. That's his goal: he, is to scare people with how. Big he can get. He yeah. goes. I'll, I left prom early. You know why? Because I was like, I'm gonna show them. Yeah. I'm run a track. And I was like, all right, dude. dude they dude. ran four miles that <laughs> night. Yeah. You really showed them. They're all partying <laughs> and getting drunk after yeah. prom, and you're like, I'm gonna go fucking run two miles and sweat in my tuxedo. Do what you gotta do. You know, mo- some people probably running next day after prom four miles. You can do both. I'm just saying, Mike. Uh, he enters the stage. Cheers. In the voiceover. Uh, he's confident, he says in an interview, they kind of intercut, and he's confident he'll win the Amateur Open to the Mr. Universe competition. Mm-hmm. And he's thinks he, he's pretty confident it'll be between him and a guy named Ken Waller, yeah. who, a.k.a. jacked Bobby Flay. Yeah. <laughs> and now we meet him, and he's a yeah. quarterback. And, and he must be cool based on the groovy porny music that he gets when he like when they cut to him and then he's like a he's like a bully like a bad boy irish guy yeah that's what they try to present him as too yeah he's he's more worried he says i'm not worried about my cats i'm more worried about this guy robbie dude reminds me of like like john c mcginley and like uh (laughs) fucking um the animal yeah 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 he's like jacked and with rob schneider Uh, but it was really shit. funny watching watching Ken on the field. Like they're tossing mm-hmm. ball, and he's like, he's he's like, yeah, you know, for, just just for shits, I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna take his shirt. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take Mike's shirt, I'm gonna, and he's gonna be all pissed so off. Did, about did it. anyone see the shirt running? I had a blue shirt. That happens. <laughs> yeah, he took it. You what? know what you should do is you should take his shirt and you should come on it and you should put it back in his closet. Like what? Use I don't know what happens when he puts it on. It'll be hard and stuck together. <laughs> and we'll all have a good laugh. <laughs> good laugh at him. This is expense. Um, so Katz does qualify. Um, yeah. Mr. Universe, not Olympia. No. And Waller, like he's watching the weigh-in at this oh, point, so and he's watching from the doorway. He's like chewing gum. <laughs> like He's just kind of... It's creepy. They do a weird. zoom on his face. They get props for the camera crew to get all this footage. Yeah. Like, that's, that's just... <laughs> it's a good doc. And you know what? I would do this... Like They do play up drama in this. They play up, and I'm sure... You depending on who Waller really is, you might not have to play up the adversarial dynamic as much. But yeah, I'm just saying the I think the filmmakers knew that if there wasn't that there, they would have to craft something. A lot of reality producers think that way now. Yeah, I mean, that's their that's their entire job is to think that way. You hate them and you love them. Um, Katz is missing his blue shirt. It turns (laughs) Waller, I guess, did do that. Uh, My thing is, what if. Now that I'm like th- the fucking conspiracy theory, what if the producers told Waller to say, maybe I'll move his shirt, and they had nothing to do with the shirt. The crew moved the shirt or something like just early, to create drama. Early, early uh, reality show producer kind of technique. Yeah, because someone mentions Waller's name while Katz is back there looking and stuff. Maybe him a blue shirt. He's like, oh, yeah, I saw. Uh, I think Waller had it. Maybe probably a PA <laughs> said. I think it was Waller. And he has it like stuffed <laughs> in his pants. I don't know. But... um. <laughs> 
He's such a, he, when he Cats comes out to pose. This is his fifth year trying out to win Mr. Universe. We find out. Yeah. And it comes down to the final scores. Cats uh, is fourth. Yeah. Ooh. They're like, and the way the judges say it is like they don't even need to say it, but they like if it's any yeah. consolation, Mr. Cats was fourth place. Yeah. And, and it's like, man, you ever play? You remember in Mario Kart sixty four? Have you ever gotten fourth place? <laughs> yeah, it's it's. I mean, you could still get points. You get no, points. but like if you actually like complete the the all of the tracks in fourth place in the trophy ceremony mm. at the end. Oh, and then it's just like yeah. you have to watch it from a distance. Don't you try to go up a hill, but it's too steep. Yeah, and, and you then can't you can't make and it, you can't it over make it. in the game. Yeah, I can't remember quite that well. It's been it's because it's a we rarity. We gotta play some cart. Yeah, <laughs> you got to place in fourth so you can actually see you the wanna... disappointment on the player's <laughs> face where you're like, oh, man, I didn't make it. All right, we're going to pause the recording here. We're going to come back in a few hours. We're going to play some cart now. Yeah. Okay, cut. Okay, we're back. I was Toad. Oh, my thumbs hurt. I was Yoshi. Bowser. And Bowser. Yeah, Pat likes the to do the heavy weights. And he likes to throw his weight around. I don't understand why you do that. He gets stuck in the mud in the chocolate mountain. You know, you know like, and you got to... When you're playing, hold those shells. That's like probably the most important thing is hold those shells behind Bananas your back. Bananas too. Just just the leave them behind you. Time. Just you leave them there. You can store a prize, okay? There's always going to be a blue one coming. It's coming. You hear it. You hear it. You hear it. You Here's guess a, what? You know the red I, one fended it right off. Here's what I want to say to 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 the Mario Kart uh to credit mm-hmm. Mario Kart 64. That is the most tolerable blue shell. Because they get yeah, they bigger get and more, more obnoxious vicious. as every fucking game goes on. And it's just like they take like <laughs> four minutes to actually get your cart back ready. That's yeah. all. Do you know the bullet bills? Those are worse. Yeah, we're talking Wii. Those we're talking fast. Wii U. And we're talking Switch here. Uh, pumping iron. Pumping iron. So, so yes. yeah. Uh, Mike Mike loses. He's he sort of crushed. He's the kind of person who is the kind of dog who bites back. Oh yeah, there's a quote we need to talk about in the interview. He says, "When if you're if you have a dog and you keep kicking it, it it's, it's going to do two things. It's either going to die or it's going to bite back." And I'm the kind of person that's the kind of dog that bites back. <laughs> <laughs> this is so weird. It's like a Michael Scott quote. Yeah, it's this. It's this. He he overdid it on the metaphor. Yeah, just a little more, a little too much pepper in the dish. A little bit too much. <laughs> Can you take this back, please? There's just way but too much pepper. The way he takes his loss is more unaffected than crushed, and that is makes it seemingly more crushing. No, t- to me. I I immediately started laughing when he's like sitting back there. It's like good for good for Waller. That's good. Because I gotta shake the his look hand. On it, the look on his face almost seems like he's being completely sarcastic. He's uh, like, yeah, good for him. No, good for him. No, yeah. The, imagine how that must feel for him. Yeah, <laughs> like it, just like, are you, what, do you want sympathy from everybody? Are you getting? Are you going for? A, are you fishing for a? The a, camera a, tilts down and he's got a rabbit and it's just and dead. He's just <laughs> <laughs> it's just dead. Imagine that. Imagine how great he must feel. Oh. This rabbit is so soft. He was. He so was soft. Just like absolutely bitter about it. Yeah. Like that's what it sounds like for a little bit. But no, no, he does get it's up pretty, and he's I just got like, I got to shake his hand. Like I, I just, I'm like, oh yeah, and he's, he's actually a really good sport about it. Goes oh, up to he, shake the hand. And he goes up there, but he's just like sitting on the stairs, just like yep. looking then, down. I'm like, oh man, poor dude. Camera's <laughs> behind his head. So you don't know what's on his face oh, right man, now. You know it's the worst. Yeah. You project a lot. I project all the sadness into him in this mm-hmm. moment. Uh, Every sadness you've ever felt was on It's in the back of his head right now. Uh huh. So Arnold is posing for a photographer now at a studio. I love it. Yeah. And this is when he tells a story about his junior bodybuilding win. Mm-hmm. He uh, had a father who was a police chief in Kratz. 
Uh, yeah. He dreamed of coming to the USA. Coming. Coming. I've dreamed of coming on the USA. Every state. I want to come. I'm I want made. to go to I the Hollywood Walk of Fame. And I want to come on every star. <laughs> and I want to have my own star. And I want to come on that. <laughs> We're not quite there with the father's story. So I'll hold that. But Is this the milk is for yep. babies? Yeah. Yep. He's, he's in like signing autographs, whatever, with a crowd. And someone asks, do you drink milk, Arnold? Hey, do you drink skim milk? I no, don't drink any no, milk. I don't drink any milk. Milk is for babies. Milk is for babies. And then he says, when you grow up, you, d- you drink beer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when you grow up, you have to drink beer. You have to drink beer. Yeah. When you grow up, you have to drink beer. That's really how he feels. Like, if he sees, like, um, that's the, you want to talk take- about <laughs> bad advice. Like, that's bad advice. For you. Maybe hydrate with some water as opposed to beer. How do you take your coffee? Uh, two milks, two sugars, please. That's for babies. That's for babies. She's like, maybe she should pull out the titty and she should squirt it in there for you. <laughs> maybe I should put a shot in your milk. That's what you have. Your milk with some rum in it. Um, doesn't he compare himself to Jesus here at this point? Yeah, kind of. He says he like wants to be around for the next thousand years. He's yeah. like, like, Jesus, he was around for like a thousand years. <laughs> Something yeah, he, like he, that. He wants his his like the legend of him to be like so big that it's it survives for a thousand years That's like jesus you know like that kind of a thing it's probably his lowest moment in the movie and i don't know if that Perhaps. was from the top of his head or the producers but either way it doesn't look too great and now we get to meet the underdog lou ferrigno the hulk himself which is interesting did you know that uh, behind the scenes he told the directors of this movie all i want to do is be the hulk cut to years later he is the hulk yeah. so he wish fulfillment not many years later only like a couple of years after this competition by the time this documentary yeah. came out i think that the hulk was already on tv mm. uh, look that up right now just to see the he's uh, meet lou ferrigno he's a sheet metal worker he's uh, six foot five 275 pounds largest bodybuilder ever according huge. to them at that time, at least. Oh, and, yeah. like, he's not, he's still an underdog because of the context, but he is a two time Mr. Universe winner, according to the uh, voiceover as well. 1978, by the way, is when the Hulk. So, so by the, like, basically, this documentary probably launched him mm. big enough to be uh, cool. the Hulk himself. So, and you look at this movie and you're like, God damn, that guy is the fucking Hulk. <laughs> uh, you meet his father, uh, Robert De Niro Chino. <laughs> yeah. Maddie. He retired from the police department to train his son. Now, that's dedication. It's the kind and of I, character you'd see in, like, a David O. Russell movie. And, and again, it's like, I can't <laughs> tell if this is a really good father or a really bad father. Exactly. Like, it, he, he it's really, like a David O. Russell he movie. Walks the, <laughs> he really toes the line. And it could be played by Robert De Niro in a David O. Russell movie. Yeah. Um, you get to see a little uh, hint of all the supplementation he has to take. Yeah. On shelf, he was just popping pills. And he lives a pretty modest life. He uh, wakes up in the morning. He lives with his parents still, eats with them for dinner. And, How old? Uh, and he's like in his 20s still. He is 20. He's like 24 or something like that. Yeah, 24, yeah, 24. I believe. Yeah, so yeah. He, he, it's not that like, you know. And he thought Arnold was God, apparently, according to his dad. He used to see him. So it's almost, I, how much older is Arnold compared to him? It makes oh, it yeah. seem like he was a wee lad looking up to Arnold, but really it's Well, if Arnold is 28, difference. it's four years. It's like a four-year gap between Yeah, it makes them. it seem like like That's 10, like a freshman looking years. up to a senior, you know? I like, guess. He thought he was a god, and uh, he said he needed to be Mr. Olympia. So he's at the gym now. He's working out. And uh, we get to hear about his ear infection that he had as a kid mm-hmm. when he was an infant. And that's why he's hard of hearing. And he's a lip reader. Yeah. And he started. Which is, hey, that's a talent that, like, in and of itself. Started skinny, got big, and uh, works out in the, his cellar. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> at the dinner, his dad's telling him to let the, the what they're, they're 
secret weapon is, so to speak, is size. His dad is always telling him, always comp- make sure the judges are comparing you to Arnold size wise. And something about this scene where they're like they're sitting down eating. I was like, we just did we just did Don John last week, and yeah. it's like man, this just reminded me Tony so Danza much of these Joseph Gordon Levitt. It's like yeah, you saw you got these big Adonis arms, you know? Oh, yeah, you look great. No, but like his his Louis look great. Lou, Lou, we're gonna Louis. we're gonna we're just gonna cream him, you know, Lou. We're gonna cream him, Lou. I thought you liked these kind of movies. I just I don't know. People go to these kind of movies all the time. It's just <laughs> I didn't know if you liked these. That's uh, <laughs> it's, it's a mashup there. Yeah. Um. So he says, uh, there's a guy. Okay, he's talking to Arnold in this one scene. He's like, what should I tell Lou Ferrigno because I'm gonna be training with him in the next couple of days? And Arnold's like, hmm. He's like he's obviously trying to get something out of like something with a little uh, bite from Arnold, you know. Yeah, com- he's competitive. like he's like give me. He, he's he's fishing for some kind of. Uh, and he says, like, "Tell him like I said hi." Like, he's looking for them to play like wrestling. Like, yeah, you know, like, cut a promo. Yeah, tell him I said hi, and I'm looking forward to seeing him in South Africa. And that's like pretty much it. So you, so you want me to be nice to him? And he says, he's basically, uh, like, you'll be very nice to him because he needs all the help that he can get. Like, that's the, <laughs> yeah. that's the most that he gives him is like this little bit. And for a moment there, you're like, oh, Arnold isn't that bad, actually. Could but you, then cut to everything else that he does in this movie. Could you imagine if it was like the WWE and like it is like a wrestler cutting a promo? It's like, what are you going to do? I'm coming for you, Lou Ferrigno. <laughs> no, but it's like, no, I mean, like the opposite. Like uh, AJ Styles is being interviewed. He's like, what are you going to do to Brock Lesnar at SummerSlam? Well, he needs all the help he can get. <laughs> be as nice to him as possible. Yeah, he's just like, I don't know. I don't have anything <laughs> bad to say about the game. We're friends. We rehearse all the time. But, you know, the wolf, The when he has all the food, he's not as hungry. And then Arnold says, well, the wolf on the hill, uh, if he wants the food, it is there. If he wants it, it is there. Yeah, that's his defense there. So Lou is coming after. I can still after. be cocky is my point. He's coming after him. And uh, I've, I'm feeling it as I'm watching. I watched this movie in college in a class, I believe. I don't remember which class. But I, just yeah, I was gonna say, like, what, what was the? Context might have been of that? sociology, actually. Oh, that would that would make sense then. A little bit, uh, but I remember like watching it and be like, "Yeah, get him, Lou!" Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm, this movie's working, um, and I love Arnold. Uh, yeah, Lou Ferrigno though is definitely the the one that you want to win. You're well, like you re- by the end of this, you're like, "Oh, I kind of hope that he wins," but no, there's no fucking way. He's lifting spoilers. He's lifting with every rep. He's like, Arnold. 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 It's so intense, man. Like, you'd think, like, Arnold's face would be on a punching bag, and he's just, you know, if he was a boxer or something. Yeah, we get this, like, it's this training montage, essentially, Mm -hmm. with no music, though. It's, like, really weird. Like, there should be, like, this, you know. (laughs) <laughs> this uh, montage music going on. Really little porno music is what you're looking for. Yeah. <laughs> not even that. Just like, oh, Arnold. I want like, the sports movie montage uh, songs, you know? It was Give me the DVDA from Team America. <laughs> hey, what makes a man? Um, well, I was watching That's it, orgasm. and I'm in an apartment, and... Uh, uh, you hear grunting and you hear the seventies porno music, <laughs> and I'm wondering what are my neighbors thinking? Yeah, I'm watching some some gay porno. Just put a sign <laughs> on the door. It's, <laughs> it's not porn. <laughs> Arnold, <laughs> <laughs> it's bodybuilding, not what you think. Um, there's so there's cross tra- cut training between the two. Yeah, and uh, Waller. You get this part where Bobby Flay's looking at Arnold's back and he's flexing and he goes, looks like a roadmap back there with fingers. <laughs> <laughs> I did not catch that part. That's fucking That was weird. really, I, I heard that last, yeah. <laughs> looks like a roadmap with fingers. Roadmap. Is that an insult or? <laughs> no, it's, I fucking love it, man. 
Um, we meet Eddie, the mustache guy. Oh, yeah, Eddie's so he's, good. He looked. He's straight out of a porno. God man. damn, yeah. He's lifting. He's grunting. Arnold loves his posing. And Arnold is like coaching him. It's like very good. One more, one more. And then he like just collapses to the ground. And that's when Arnold kind of talks about uh, to us about um, like the pain barrier, quote yeah. unquote. He says, uh, "I threw up many times working out. It's all worth it. So uh, if you can make it through the pain barrier, you're a champion." Yeah. We get there's a quick shower scene. Arnold's not afraid to go nude, and neither is the other dude that he's showering with. No, it's very artistically sh- yeah, shot, it's shadowy. Though, it's shadowy. It's Besides, I mean, dong. he shows it later on in fucking the Terminator anyway. Or yeah, shadowy dog. Shadowy dog. Yeah. He's like, I'm a, I have a clause in my contract. I, fu- I would do full frontal as long as you <laughs> have enough shadow in it. Uh, remember, I said uh, at the beginning the ballet mini Italian Arnold. His name is Franco Colombo, Franco, not Marco. Oh yeah, Franco Colombo. Yeah, he's a five-time contender, boxing champion from Italy, and he is a—he looks like Arnold. He's got like a little shaggy haircut, a little bit. Like I think he's got a little gap in his teeth. <laughs> and uh, Franco tells a story about how his—and this is. I was, uh, this is everybody. Everyone who's successful has this story. And it's always, well, you know, my family had their doubts about my career. And yeah. then I got paid. And then they didn't anymore. That's every success story I've ever heard. Mm-hmm. Or they'd be like, they're either adamantly opposed or just a little bit of skepticism. As but, a parent, I could say it's really like all you hope for your kids is I hope you make money someday. That's all you want. <laughs> and then the, the story always ends with, and then they saw me on TV and they saw my pay stub and they said, okay. And then they saw that I, I had a tax return and then they were like, okay. <laughs> You're an adult now. You, you, you've done it. I'm done. Yeah. So Franco lifts a car out of a parking That's spot. That's cool. That Seems was neat. Pretty crazy. And uh, the, it, it's impressive, but it's not when they cut to the water, the hot water bottle. Just like I'm like, oh, that it is impressive. That's impressive. The 600 pounds of pressure to blow that. But up. it's just such a uniquely funny thing to do. It like, is kind of funny because uh, the, the, the announcer's like, oh, this is Franco. He's the strongest man in the world. He's blowing up a hot water balloon and that <laughs> takes 600 pounds of pressure. And he's just. Yeah. But and if like, he fucking boom. pops that thing. Yeah. Man. How does he not pass out? I mean, you try to blow like something up like that before. I can barely blow up one of those long skinny <laughs> balloons that you make animals with, let alone a I fucking got, water. Where's my rag? I got <laughs> oh, oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Tie it off for a minute. Leave the air at halfway. I'll do it later tomorrow. <laughs> Arnold and Franco are confident they're buds and franco's confident yeah because they're in they're in different weight classes too that's an important detail because if if he was in the same weight class as arnold he would Mm. not be part like buddying up with this guy he they pose on magazines together like that you wouldn't see much ferrigno schwarzenegger or anybody else in the same weight class doing that um and Ferrigno's dad is once again is like he's gonna look at him, look at him like you're gonna look at him while you're posing, like you're saying, "Take a look at this hunk of man." You know, he's showing off your muscles. No, but like that's the best moment I think for this father because this is like the most charactery moment because he's just like so specific about what he wants him to do. He's like, "You're gonna look down on your arms and you're gonna look at them and you're gonna admire them. Like what you're gonna show them is gonna be so impressive." <laughs> <laughs> and then you're gonna hold them up. And then you're gonna, you're gonna show him that muscle, and you're gonna be like, look Surprise. at this, look, take it all in, <laughs> or something like that. Or something like that. I don't know. You, you know, come Lou, up with your own, put your own personal spin on it, Louis. But Lou, if we could do like, if you seen Get Out, if you could take a piece <laughs> of my brain, we could put it in your body. I could just do all the things that I want to do in your body for a little while. You know, spoilers for Get Out that comes out in about forty years. <laughs> uh, Arnold talks about how he can talk. Uh, that he could, he's he, he's confident in his charming prowess. So that he can talk the champ out of getting ready to lose, mentally prepared, with yeah. just with 
quote unquote a night in a hotel suite. Do you hear that? Do you remember when he says that? He's like, no. if I get to, together with the champion and just one, after one night in the in a hotel suite, I can convince him that he'll be ready to lose the competition. He says that. He, I know like, that he'd play some. What are you going to do with him in the hotel room? Mental manipulation and like some psyching out that he does in this whole thing. I didn't, I missed that particular moment that you referred just now. And uh, this is and no joke and no judgment. That he's uh, European and so is uh, Franco and me and Katie were like they I think they have a hotel room together in one scene. Yeah, that's right. We're wondering if maybe there's something going on between those guys. I don't know. Maybe there is some. Well, Franco's laying out there, and then and Arnold's taking his shirt off. Yeah, like, oh. that is they like <laughs> the framing of that. I'm sorry, the framing of that shot is definitely like the gayest shot of this mm-hmm. entire movie because it's very specifically like he's like the guy's laying on the bed shirtless and like Arnold is like comes in slowly and like he's standing there looking yeah, down so what at are you doing and tonight? then removes his like all his Franco listening. nice to see you <laughs> and there's still some like porny music going on yeah. under it it's like I, I like you know that's fine if that's what it was but it's just like man the producers are definitely implying something I'm with not, this yeah I'm not as on my guard about homoerotic like anything even that suggests that in movies anymore it is what it is yeah but you cannot ignore the the overt homoeroticism that's not in even the, in, subtext in to this just movie. this shot like yeah. just that one shot alone i was just like this I says it all that's what happens when you shoot a bunch of sweaty shirtless dudes flexing yeah. for you're going to get that sort of vibe but yeah i thought maybe there might have been something between him and and uh, franco but he talks about that and then uh, he says franco's smart but franco is a child he comes to me for advices yeah, for advices. <laughs> for advices. And, and Plural. Who's, who's to say that I am giving him what I am giving him is not bad advices? Yeah, he does. Yeah, so he's just like a little he, bit, He's like, yeah. I might be. Maybe I'm telling him the worst information possible. You don't know. Maybe um, I'm a horrible sport, and I'm just gonna fucking fuck with this guy the whole time. Uh, you guys get this part. They're at a, like a hotel, and uh, Arnold has a little time to talk to some really thirsty British blonde woman. Yeah, and she asks him, "What? What? Uh, what is your ideal woman? What does she look like?" And as she's asking him that, she like stumbles nervously. <laughs> she's so like flustered in, in the presence of Arnold, and he's like, "Oh, well, you know, she's got to have a good personality. It doesn't matter if she has small boobs or big ass, small <laughs> ass, as long as she is charming." And the woman's like, I got a shot. <laughs> you could tell. <laughs> She's like in her head. She wants it, man. Um, we see, we cut to a cheetah. Uh, it's licking Lou Ferrigno's oh, leg man. oil while he's posing for a I photo. I never wanted to be like in the presence of a wild cat before. But I was just <laughs> like, man, if, the, if I knew that they licked you like that, I would be around cheetahs all the time. Well, Come here, cheetah. Like, <laughs> lick me. Come yeah, I like one of my favorite things to do is on the internet watch videos of big jungle cats act like domestic cats they have moments like that all the time uh that's great yeah because they're all the same it's like you realize <laughs> that they are all the same there's not much like when it really comes down wild to cat it from a domestic not cat. much um we get to interview with arnold and this is when we get the pranksterish advice like one interviewer gets it out of him he's like uh, you've been known to like give like false advice he's like that's right yeah there's a story for you write <laughs> this in your little magazine one yes, time yes, we need a, a bathroom break i'm going to tell a three minute <laughs> story right now yeah so here okay. we go eight years ago some fella comes to me in the gym and said he wants to win mr munich he wanted to do a new pose and uh, so he, he took off his clothes, and he was nothing. <laughs> yeah, he's so, like, so like his posing guy, was bad. And yeah. The guy yeah. came up to him like he wanted to like. I, I just want to impress them with some yeah. like, some new pose that's just gonna wow them, you know. Like, and Arnold tells him to scream while he's posing, <laughs> which is so hilarious <laughs> to think about. <laughs> when you're raising your arm, the higher your arms go, the higher the screams are. So like, ah, 
oh, when you lower them. So whatever, a few hours, and by the time he was very good. Yeah. He says he he says he trained the guy for two hours on how to scream and pose. That's dedication to fuck with somebody. You that's, know, that's like that really is. He must have just had a huge laugh. You know, I got after. a lot <laughs> big open schedule today. I think I'm just going to do this today and laugh about this for the rest of the day. So and then I have a story for the rest of my life that will hopefully be in a documentary someday. <laughs> And then uh, so this guy goes, yeah, goes to the show, uh-huh. <laughs> comes on stage, starts yeah. screaming. <laughs> as soon as he comes out, until <laughs> 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 all the judges and they, they just fucking were like, Fuck and apparently they dragged him out of the <laughs> of the stage. The, the, I, I can you imagine that guy though backstage be like, what? What was the problem? What Arnold? <laughs> That's what you get for asking me for advice oh, and respecting me. I'm sorry if you will. You don't think I should be screaming, but I heard it from none other than Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> yeah. that this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Oh, Arnold told you that. Yeah. All right, get back out there. Right, he was lying. He fucked with you. Why boy. would he do that? So there's a weird, not a weird, but it's like a kind of tense breakfast scene between Arnold and the Ferrignos. And Lou is just doing his own thing, man. He's, He's yeah, it's like he doesn't picking at his croissant, just looking down at his plate. But the dad and Arnold are mostly doing the the, the conversing. Yeah, they're no, it's some it's some games passive, that they're playing with passive each other. aggressive games, yeah. half joking threats. Like uh, the the Robert De Niro Pacino will first like compliment him. He's like, you know, it's gonna be really great. Uh, you know, you gotta watch out for my son, but. He's been like, what does he say? Like he's, he's been a, studying you. And he's uh, interesting. I know people are gonna get tired of seeing the same thing. Yeah. At one point, and then he's like, then Arnold like turns it around. He's like, can you imagine like a seven-time champion? <laughs> <laughs> he throws it right back I in mean, their can faces. Can you imagine how I must feel like about it? You know, he's yeah, just like, it's, he's good. It's, it's definitely like they're, they're they're it's a pissing contest right now. He says, uh, you know, I've been here for five days. No one invites me to breakfast. Suddenly, I'm at this night's breakfast <laughs> with the Ferrignos. Yeah, he's like, and he's doing like, like that fake psych out. He's like, oh, you. Making me oh look at how nervous I am. Like, <laughs> My hand is shaking. Oh, I'm shaking because you make me <laughs> you make me nervous, Lou. I don't know. Maybe you know it's like one yeah. of those like he, like he's talking to a little kid almost. You know, he's like it's I don't like, know. Maybe someday you could be as good as me. It's like when you watch the news, and one of my other th- favorite things to do is watch news bloopers, especially when you see the passive aggressive insults that they exchange at the desk on live television. <laughs> we'll see about that, Carol. Yeah, we will, Jim. <laughs> They're stacking their papers like something out of Anchor Man. It's the best. There are there's hours of bloopers on the news that are just awesome. Uh, but yeah, he goes hard on him. He actually. Tells him too. He's like, "Oh yeah, you look bad." He's yeah, like, you, I don't know why you're he? in here. Yeah, he's like, "Shit." <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like it goes from like subtle games to, <laughs> to just like, to yeah. just like oh, look at you. You are a girly man. He might as well just be one of the fucking. <laughs> yeah, you know. Is are the producers doing like the stretch it out like logo man. or like a gesture? I mean, it's either that or Arnold himself is just like, "I want to, I want to get under this guy's skin." Mm-hmm. And Lou Ferrigno's not giving him anything, so he just finally has to like. You know, go for like you know the big the big guns. Here's a little inside baseball. The narrator in voiceover tells us about something called prejudging, which mm. is happens with which the, is interesting. Yeah, yeah, before the crowds and excitement even get there, they already know who's going to win, and they have a criteria based on three things. One is symmetry, two is proportion, three is size and clarity of each muscle group. Yeah, and there's different weight groups. I think there's. Two at least. Um, yeah, there's at least the two that they focus on in this movie, mm-hmm. and then they have these things called compulsory poses. Standard, um, like your standard turn on the catwalk if you're a model or something like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, they show off every part of their body, 
the guys pose. Arnold is like watching from the crowd during the prejudging with his buddies, like scrutinizing, commenting in the seats with yeah. his friends about the under two hundred pound class guys. And then uh, it's not soon, not long before we're at Lou's turn, and it kind of all comes down to this. Yeah, for Lou anyway. Yeah, it's it's like very anticlimactic. We're kind of like, oh, it we're is. already here. Like there yeah. would be more buildup in a in a more modern movie, you know, to like this yeah. moment. And I get, I gather after he's done because it's shot so quickly that his dad was not entirely pleased with what went down. Yeah, yeah that's what that it too. seems. He like. gestures, I was like, hands up in the air, like shaking his head a little bit well he no, was weird. he came right up to him and was like you got to change this but like his dad's freaking out and I'm yeah, like, right that's before like the wrong thing you want to do in that situation yeah he's like look turn your head up this yeah. way or something no don't 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 use the back too much you get wrinkles yeah like, that's yeah. what he was like that's what he said but once he regroups with his son maybe for the cameras he's pretty nice and supportive yeah no it's definitely like when he's not in Lou's view that's when he's like god damn it he fucked it all yeah. up and then as soon as he's in this is what makes him seem like a good dad this is that's why I'm like I'm, I'm kind of going back and forth the whole time yeah. where I'm like because when he's in Lou's presence again he's just like you did great man like you know he was he's completely Sometimes supportive you gotta lie to your kids you know yeah to make I, I wonder better. how I'll be when I when it get when I get <laughs> well older you love like, your kid very much so you'll probably do that you'll, you'll right but I also feel, feel like I don't know. I don't feel like we were lied to very much as children. Like if if in I feel like I get lied to still today to feel better about certain oh. things by our dad. I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe <laughs> maybe maybe not. I don't know. He's like, don't worry about it, kid. You're fine. Oh, thanks, dad. I know I fucked up, but I appreciate that. <laughs> um, so anyway, Arnold's turn. We get the weird synth porn music throughout. Oh. We cut to him in an interview saying, and this is like secret sauce almost. I, his pose has been perfected. His pose game. Yeah. And you can see that it. It has been. I don't. I'm no expert on this, but it looks like he's got it down, right? Yeah. I mean, well, after fucking, you know, five, yeah. six years of he's like yawning, he's like knitting while he's doing, he's yeah. posing it. Like he just give me the trophy now. Didn't he see that at the lunch? He, he does. He yeah. says, "I called my mom and I said I already won." That's <laughs> <laughs> <says>, great. <laughs> and then, okay, this is a controversial moment here. Arnold, this is the interview where he talks about how cold he needs to be before competitions. Mm-hmm. He talks about a story. He tells a story about how his father died two months before a contest, and he said uh, he didn't go to the funeral. He told his mom he couldn't because he needed to focus on the competition. Right. He can't have anything negative that will interfere with uh, cartoonishly cold perfecting himself. He caused conflict with the girlfriends. Apparently, now this is uh, bombshell. It's bullshit. I just read it. He stole that story from a different bodybuilder. No. Yep. Yep. Not true at all. You found that out too, Jer? Yeah, I read that. I remember reading that that was not a true yeah, story. Arnold's too sweet of a guy. He would be at his dad's funeral, I think. I don't know how contentious their relationship Maybe was. Maybe his dad wasn't even dead at the time. I don't remember. I, like, it's funny. He's, uh, what I read, because it didn't give the full truth, but it said his dad was ne- never died during any of his competitions. So yeah, it's a bold move, Cotton. <laughs> 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 I wonder if it's going to pay off. Uh, finals of the Mr. Olympia contest now. Uh, number one, under 200 pound class. They announce the winner there, and that's Franco, yep. mini Arnold. Hooray! Yay! <laughs> There's a little jump at the end. <laughs> <laughs> and then on to the over, the, what really matters is the over 200 pound competition. Yeah. And Lou's trying to get one more pump before the competition backstage, and Arnold's kind of pacing. He's like, it should be like a church. It should be quiet. Yeah, what are you doing? Yeah, Lou's a scream. He's like, ah! He's like, ah! Again, yeah. yeah, but Lou, to be fair, like, Lou does scream a lot when he's, like, <laughs> pumping up in a really obnoxious way. He's like, ah! Ah! 
<laughs> so like, yeah. In, in Arnold's oh, case, oh. I might be like, "What the fuck are you doing, Lou? Like, why don't you shut your fuck up, man? Like, we're all trying to focus." This is Lou. He sounds like you're coming. <laughs> um, don't they have like a pump up across from each other, Lou? Like they're facing each other, yeah, like so getting in yeah, each twice. other's heads. Lou's behind him. He's doing push-ups. He's like, "I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna watch you." And Lou's <laughs> like, "I'll do the same." And they're staring at each other. And then more lines from Lou's dad. Uh, what symmetry you got, Lou? You look like something Michelangelo cut you out. Look like something Michelangelo cut out. <laughs> <laughs> and then you're the best, Lou. <laughs> if I wasn't your father, Lou, oh, I would I love you, Lou. Lou. <laughs> There's a final pose down. They call it a pose down now between yeah. the finalists. It is very anticlimactic because we're down to Arnold, mm-hmm. Lou, and a guy named Serge who's Mr. France, Serge something or yeah. other. Yeah, he was, uh, he was an actor, actor, actor yeah. model. A TV movie star from France named Serge. I got a question. After the pose down, they're about to announce the winners. Arnold whispers something in Lou's ear. What do you think it was? You're going to lose. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> they should call you Lose Ferrigno. <laughs> <laughs> lose. Listen, don't be mad if you don't win. Hey, listen, if you if you don't hear who won, I understand. I'll repeat it for you because you're hard of hearing. Your penis is showing. <laughs> <laughs> Something to, to really fuck with him. And uh, sure enough, they announce the third place winner. Lou Ferrigno. Yeah. Second place is this guy Serge. Yeah. And first is Arnold. Woo. I'm going to be a governor someday. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Freeze. Mr. And Franco. Nice to see you. Just as planned between these two guys, Franco and Arnold accept their awards together in the end. Mm-hmm. It couldn't have gone better for them. Yep. And the overall winner of the two is Arnold. Yeah. Per the judges. But, you know, he announces his retirement from competitive bodybuilding right after that. Yeah. And the, so there's room for the Ferrignos after he's gone. Which, and, you know, good on Schwarzenegger to, like, recognize, like, okay, I got to kind of, I can't keep, I'm t- done with I this can't be 10 years in bullshit. a row, Mr. Olympia, you know. I'm ready to be Hollywood actor. I'm ready to move to California. Well, I already live in California. <laughs> uh, and we get one last moment, really nice. Uh, Robert De Niro Chino gives his son a pep talk and then Lou mo- uh, really inspirational says it just gives me motivation to train harder mm-hmm. and that's good yeah um, and you know what a year later he's fucking on TV every week so yep. good for him uh, so after Arnold announces his retirement from bodybuilding we smash cut to him smoking a joint on a couch wearing a shirt that says Arnold is numero uno that's <laughs> really good <laughs> which I, I mean that looks like a it's a living political cartoon is what it is. He's like basically everything about this is a character <laughs> like this should be a cartoon panel. And uh, if you ever wanted to know what his stance was, even if, you know, he became governor, it's kind of hard to lie about your stance on that. Yeah. When you're you have footage that millions of people have seen. A joint in, the, in a movie. Uh but yeah, that's he's eating like chicken too. He's yeah. got a, yeah, he's got a <laughs> joint and a plate of fried chicken. L- loving life and Lou's being a good sport and a glass out. of wine. <laughs> and they sing happy birthday to him because they because Arnold's a good sport too. This might have been this might have been staged. Maybe my cats was in there too. Mm. I'm like sitting there. I was like, wait, wait, wait what's he doing here? Yeah. Like, I guess <laughs> cats is just can I can I hang out with you guys, <laughs> please. And, uh, it's like he's kind of a good sport, but at the same time, it's also kind of like, look, I, I did a wonderful job, everybody. Let's acknowledge the little man here. <laughs> it's his birthday. 
That's know? right. Yeah. And then uh, Lou's just like, I have nothing to say. I just want to eat my cake. And he I, just wanna, I don't care about you. Like, Fuck you, Arnold. And Arnold talks to Lou about, and this is the last scene. Yeah. It's sweet. They're on the back of a bus. It looks like someone at the end of The Graduate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's, it's him, uh, De Niro Pacino, and I think his mother, too, is there. Yeah. The Ferrignos. Uh-huh. And Schwarzenegger's sandwich in between them, and he's just being uh, human, a human being, talking about, I'm going to come over to your house and eat dinner with you guys. We're going to have a good time. Lou's like, you're going to come to my house? He's like, yeah. I, I, I don't remember inviting yeah, you yeah, to my gonna, house. So. We're gonna do, no, you're going to make the pasta and the bread. We're going to yeah. have a salad. We're going to do the whole thing. We're gonna, I'm gonna, it's going to be a whole Don John situation. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, because I, maybe I'm reading too much into it, but the movie set up the whole big mic, big and you're Tony. Going, you're going to say, and you're, I'm going to, you're going to hook me up with your sister. Right? Yeah, he does oh, say that. Oh, like, yeah. oh, come on. That was Arnold. the one thing that, well, come on. Yeah, you're rubbing salt in the wound right, there. Right in front of the parents, too. Like I think the parents, like I think the mom wants Arnold to date the sister. And Lou and the dad are like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> but yeah, he does say that. I'm going to maybe date your sister, too. Yeah. And uh, well, anyway, the, the filmmaker set up the whole big Tony, big Mike, all the friendship thing. That's yeah, so funny. I don't know if it's any mystery that the movie ends with Arnold just kind of turning to Lou and saying, Big Lou. And big then it Lou. freezes on him, freeze frame, and it's it cuts to credits. So fu- it's bookended perfectly with this big Mike, big John, big Lou. And speaking of perfectly bookended, <laughs> we're oh, then God. treated to, you know, title track again. Pumping Iron uh, by uh, who was it? Michael Small. What's what's the point? (laughs) 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 We just got to get to the line. We have the deadline. It's already oh, passed. We it. Well, yeah, then what the hell? We can't. Pumping iron. That's enough of that All right. shit. And we hear the song again. Credits. That's the end. <laughs> they made a documentary about the documentary called uh, Raw Iron, I think. Yes. Yeah. And it wasn't too far after, actually. And they made a sequel to this, Pumping Iron 2, The Women, Yeah, there which was, was not well received. Yeah, I guess no. not. I don't know. Um, I don't know what else the documentarians have done. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I again. Revenge of the Iron, <laughs> Iron Man. Um, that's um, the end of Pumping Iron. Though. Yeah, that's it. And uh, I don't know. I couldn't figure out if this felt long or if it. I guess it was like. I think it moves pretty quick. It moves pretty quick because yeah. the, they don't because they don't dwell on the competition. They don't make a big meal out of it. It just kind of moves real fast. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, because like I said, it's kind of anticlimactic when we get there. It's mm-hmm. like, oh shit, we're here already. Yeah. Real Space Jam thing. You I know? think for something that people really don't understand or really like looked into before, this is like a perfect just mm-hmm. glimpse. Yeah, like uh, quick and where else are you gonna get that uh, inside baseball look? And then you know, granted, they're not showing them taking the steroids, but that wasn't really a, a thing until yeah, a if bit it later. wasn't illegal or if they ha- didn't really know anything, you it's know, just d- know enough about it. You know, let's probably rationalize it that way. There was a time where people didn't think that cocaine was bad for yeah, you. you know, so yeah, it's it just like. Yeah. Can you believe this is good for us? Like, <laughs> <laughs> this is nice to great. see you. Oh, big cocaine. Nice to see you. I don't know. Uh, but uh, I, I enjoyed it. I thought it moved. I, I did pause it a few times, but I think it still moves pretty quick. Yeah. Well, and, I, uh, I had uh, um, ad breaks built into it. Yeah. Well, we watched, watched it on some weird app. Something called Tubi. Tubi. Some weird streaming app that we've never heard of before that's got a lot of mediocre movies on it. Right but it was now. free, so I was like, fuck it. I'll take fuck <laughs> it. We didn't have to download anything either, right? No, you, you know, just streamed stream right there. Tubi. 
That's a little ad for Tubi. Yeah. You're welcome, Tubi. This episode brought to you by Tubi. Yeah. They're sending us uh, more money than the bodybuilders. Uh, year one of yeah. Mr. Olympia. <laughs> Cha-cha. Uh, anything else, Pat? Big Pat, it was nice to see you. Thank you for being first-time guest on uh, 90 on the 90. Uh, thank you. No, that was really cool. Uh, you know, after seeing the movie a couple of times, like, it's just nice to kind of, like, talk about it in a different way i guess but uh no i it's it's really it's just really interesting um movie like just documentary really mm-hmm. um I, I and watching it over and over again in, in kind of the sense where you look at arnold mm-hmm. and seeing his you know how he gets into people's minds because he you can tell he really did even when we're talking about in the room when they're uh when lou was like screaming mm-hmm. lou wasn't screaming anymore by the end of that yeah it's yeah. true <laughs> like, arnold is uh He's he's Conan. He's Hercules. All right. <laughs> it's true. But uh, after this, I heard Lou actually went on a ten-year hiatus oh, from really? bodybuilding. So he stepped out of the light and then took on the the acting roles. Uh, well, it's because he was too busy hitchhiking every single week at the end town of the to Incredible town. Hulk. Yes, yeah, true. That's right. Uh, it's funny how they both went on to do comic roles. One Hulk, one Mr. Freeze. One, one beloved and one um, loathed beyond If they made else. a follow-up today and it's old Arnold versus old Ferrigno, would you watch it? I would. I mean, I guess, but I'd be like, what's the point of this? <laughs> like, I kind of don't want to know what Arnold looks like without a shirt on right now. Mm, it's like in the call. 70s, right? Like, he's yeah, old and like... He still works out, but it's not. I, I'm sure he still <laughs> works out, but it's it's not going to be anything worth you seeing. Know, you know, somewhere, Chris Pratt's behind him massaging his soul. He's like, look at your arms. You look like an Adonis <laughs> stepdad. It's yes. great. It was very good. Carved, yeah. carved out of something Michelangelo did. Yeah. Thank you, son, Star-Lord. Thank you, Thank Guardian of the Galaxies. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that is Pumping Iron from 1977, directed by George Butler and Robert Fiore, or Fiore, we don't know. But um, don't forget, you can always uh, find us on Twitter, at 90under90, and you can send us questions, compliments, concerns, complaints at 90under90 at gmail.com. And uh, again, Pat, thank you for joining us. Big Pat, nice back to see on, you. Uh, uh, thank you. future episodes. But until then, I'm Jeremy Eden. I'm Dan Eden. I'm Big Pat. (laughs) (laughs) And that is a wrap.